What up, what up? Back at it again. Real Fans Podcast, episode 46. It's 46. I'm your boy, Gabe. That's JoJo. That's Julian. Julian, what's up? Say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? I don't think the JoJo, people want to say what's up to Julian. <laughs> the people don't want to oh, respond man. back to Julian. I'm back. What's going on, guys? I know I've been gone a little while. My little hiatus schedule's been crazy. But what's up, man? And good to see ya. Back on the and mic. We'll talk about we'll talk talk sports a lot this week. It's going to be uh, NBA Final Four, NFL. But let's start off with UFC 273. It's going to happen this Saturday, April 9th in Jacksonville. Uh, there's two headline fights, but the main one we're going to talk about today is the Sterling uh, Yan. I think it's a rematch. Is that right, Julian? Yes, it is. Um, well, I, got a, I got a question real quick. Why are they hosting this big event in Jacksonville, Florida? Uh, they've done it. They've, they've done it a multiple times. So many other options, but you know they. Well, one of the big things, like, well, one of the big things is like uh, during COVID, Jacksonville is the only city to offer the UFC a place to host the event, and because of that, Dana like always said, like because of this, we're always going to like make it a an effort to come back to Jacksonville at least like once a year or something like that, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they allowed him to set up an event there during COVID time. Interesting. Also wrestling. I think wrestling was open in Tampa and Jacksonville, I believe, during. The I'm not sure about time, so wrestling, time, so. but I didn't know Tampa's. I mean, I didn't know Tampa for sure had the like SmackDown and shit. I, I remember hearing about that. But uh, yeah. Oh, Julian, you driving up, man? You could take that seven hour. You know, if I knew about it, soon, I found out about it like last week. I didn't realize where it was. It wasn't like a huge, like, I mean, I, it's one of those where it's like, I don't know, like I, I watch it, but it's not like, man, I gotta, like, if I miss it, I miss it. It's not like the end of the world. I'll watch the highlights later. Um, but yeah, game last time we saw these two guys fight, um, me and you, uh, were watching it. It was the Israel Adesanya, Jan Balchowicz, uh, card. And I think this was the co-main event. And uh, I don't know if you remember the dude got he I think he got need while he was down, yeah. um, and yeah, he got granted. The, yeah, fight. Peter Yan got uh, yeah he got disqualified stripped. and he got yeah I guess his belt stripped and gave it to him. Um, I'm kind of surprised how long it took to get a a rematch Damn. on it. Um, it seemed like it's been a while. I get, do you know when that was? It's almost like a year ago, wasn't it? That was March 2021. Okay, yeah, so almost an entire year. Um, yeah, uh, I'm honestly predicting the same outcome that was happening last time where Peter Yan was just absolutely obliterating him, winning that fight by a landslide. And the only reason why he lost is because of the blunder that he made. But uh, he should get it back. He's going to go back. He's going to win it. And uh, it should be quick and easy. Um, as for the main event, um, Alexander Volokovsky, I cannot pronounce that right, in the Korean Zombie, um, be honest, I don't I haven't watched a lot of featherweight recently, so I don't know too much about this guy. Korean zombie, that dude's like he's I feel man, I can't believe he's only 17 and 6. I feel like he's been in the UFC forever. Like as long as I can remember, this guy's like pulled the most insane stunts. So it should be a pretty interesting fight. I couldn't necessarily give your predictions on that one who's gonna win, but I'm gonna check it out, see how it is, and uh should be entertaining, I will say. Then you got Gilbert yeah, Burns I, on the third. I've heard a lot of hype. I've heard a lot of hype of like the Korean zombie. I've heard his name before. Um, I can't remember seeing a specific fight. 
Um, but this, this is kind of interesting. These last two fights. Just look at the look at his like highlights on YouTube. He has like some of the craziest. Um, he did. He has a submission. It's one of the hardest submissions to pull off. Um, man, what is that? What is it called? I don't remember what exactly it's called, but the submission is literally a submission on your entire body, and it's like twisting your body a certain way. Or like a um, guillotine not, type. No, a guillotine's a choke. Um, this is more like some crab. I don't know why I am drawing a blank on what it was, but I remember because it was such a big deal when he did it because it's such a rare move to pull off. It's so difficult because it's it's one of those you can only really do against people who are very like novice and don't really know what's happening. So to do it on somebody who's like experienced and a black belt like almost everybody in the UFC yeah. is actually extremely impressive. And I remember he did it. Um, like the week after he did it, I was doing jujitsu at the time and, uh, some, they brought over a guy who taught us how all to do it. Cause it was like in the MMA world, it was such a big deal that he did it. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's an electrifying guy. I don't know if he still is cause I would imagine he's getting up there in age. Um, but yeah, man, uh, he's 35. Wow. It's okay. Damn. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll check out some of these fights if I can. Um, it's not a super huge, like um card but uh it's enough to for the avid ufc fan to to go and watch for sure is there any fighter that you like look forward to or any matchups that uh you want to see in the ufc that you would make you tune in or would make you uh, Jacksonville? like i would definitely see go see an izzy fight i would definitely go see an izzy fight um the next ufc event um 274 charles Oliveira versus justin gaethje i would definitely go see that one um the heavy boy uh lightweight um i don't know i guess it just depends um if it's a fighter i like um i i don't know i I, I would have to look at it and specifically like i said like specifically like if say the next the next pay-per-view was in jack i would go up there or florida somewhere i would go see it they should have they should have had that uh kobe covington fight in miami the masvidal kobe covington because it was i think it was on 305 day should have been 305 and a 305 yeah Oh shit, dude! This um, this next card is actually really good. Actually, shit, I might have to check that. Two seventy four, Donald Cerrone, Joe Lozon, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Rose Namajunas, and then obviously Justin Gaethje, Charles over that. That's the going to be the card to watch for sure next week. And then, uh, you know, I wonder if Miami or like Dade County has some sort of like laws against like uh, UFC or some sort of thing because they've never hosted one down here. Which is very odd, considering like almost every major, uh, like MMA gym is in South Florida, and for some reason they've never hosted one down here. I mean, we're now we're in the middle of basketball season, so like doing it around this time, maybe when basketball season's over, we get past the playoffs. Maybe that's. I don't think that's here. an issue for them. I mean, I think it it's shouldn't be an issue. Fans. They have bad money. Yeah, but bad money. Two different I mean, even if it's like uh, where the Panthers play over in like Broward County, like I don't know. It's just I wonder why they've never hosted one here. There must be some sort of thing. They only ever hosted in Orlando. There must be some sort of like athletic commission or some bullshit, some nonsense. But uh, you know, yeah, we're on the topic here. I'm here trying to research my boy Saeed Yokub, uh, the kid I went to high school with that made it to the MMA. I'm trying yeah. to see when his next fight is. Uh, he was supposed to make his debut. I think January, but he had uh, unfortunately caught COVID right before the fight, so it got canceled. But he signed like I don't know the exact details, like a three or four fight contract, something like that, uh, with UFC, and it was official. So I'm here looking like, when is this guy's next fight? Excited to see him. It's probably not scheduled yet. 
It's not. I'm looking yeah. here, but damn, we're all waiting for that. And all room for the kid. Think it'll be Julian, super dope. A lot of those younger guys, when they get signed new contracts, they get put to like preliminary. You know, the early bouts. They're not going to come out coming in with championships off the rip, right? Like, how many fights usually is it till you get a a title chance or whatever? Not really. Depends on the fighter, what promotion they're coming from. Um, somebody like JoJo's friend who's coming from a smaller promotion, he's going to have to work his way up the ladder through UFC. But if you're coming from like Bellator or um, I think World Series of Fighting and you make a big splash over there, you get thrown in pretty quickly into the mix. Like um, Michael Chandler was one of those. Um, ben Askren was one of the Ben Askren was like a huge pickup for UFC because he was like making moves over in a Bellator. Then he came over here and did, obviously didn't do anything. Um, I mean, he had one win, but he didn't really come to anything. So it, it really depends, but like uh, on like where you're coming from, what your promotion is, and you know how big you are and how much of a name you can make for yourself. But like if you're just trying to build up, yep. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I guess it's really hard because I guess it depends on who you face a lot of the times um, and how 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 dominant you are. Because, I mean, if you're dominant in four fights, say he, he does his like his four fight contract and he's just absolutely dominant. He might start getting pushed up into like the more uh, the the preliminary, the, the the prelims. Make because, fights or whatever. Um, yeah, to, I'll probably start out with the prelims and then maybe like at the top end of the prelims and then get into the main card because you have um, the really, really early fights that fans aren't even like allowed for. And you can only watch them on like, I think their fight pass thing. And then at like eight o'clock, they uh, that's when the prelims start. You can watch for free on Fox or ESPN, I think. And then, uh, then it's the main card that's on pay-per-view. So you kind of like work your way up and kind of build up through. That's why you see a lot of these guys at the top. They're all kind of usually like over 30 a lot of the times. It's kind of rare to see people like in the 20s because if you think about it, it's kind of a long kind of it's, it's kind of a long game. Like, yeah, because one, it's a lot of experience that you need. You just got to like have that experience. Be have have multiple black belts and all kinds of different uh, martial arts and. Uh, also, yeah, building up that resume, it just takes a lot because you can only really do what two, three fights a year is like the average for a lot of fighters. So just to do his four card, con- his four fight contract, it's going to yeah. take him like two, three years alone to do that. Two and a half years. Al- on the- and that's if he doesn't get like major injuries. So it, it just takes a while. It's one of those. It's like you got to you got to really you got to you got to really make yourself show out to really make a name for yourself. And at least one fifty percent of those fights to hopefully get yeah. a new contract, move up or, or just there. be electrifying like this Patty yeah. the Batty fucking guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. It's like British nah, kid. He 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 he's like taking over like social media and everything. It's like he's just some like fucking degen like British kid, and he's just like he's like absolutely dominating people. And he's like openly said that he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want to go and face like tougher competition because he says he don't get it paid enough for that shit, and he'd rather just beat up on like low level guys and look like a hero like some wwe shit yeah, like that's, that's actually pretty funny yeah yeah you could be a freaking <laughs> social media hero and just make yourself look good get all and he's just beating up on like low level fighters and he's just like he's like a fucking god in like wherever the hell he's from like liverpool or some shit i don't know where he's from exactly 
But yeah, it's it's hilarious because uh, and I kind of you kind of respect. He's like, look, you guys ain't paying me fucking enough to go fight this guy. Give me some like like bottom feeders, and I'll just beat their ass. Like, <laughs> and like talk a sh- ton of shit. Like I'm saying, look him up on YouTube. He's a, and he's got like the ugliest fucking bowl cut I've ever seen. Like it's just like it's just like <laughs> like he looks like he's a part of the Beatles or some you shit. Patty, you said Patty the Batty. Yeah, Patty the ba- Patty the fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Gabe, have you heard of? Um, you so let's wow. uh, tr- transition into uh, other news. NFL news keeps on going; it doesn't never stops. Even though they're not playing football, the news never stops. Um, one of the biggest trades that happened over the weekend from last time we had recorded: uh, uh, Devontae Parker got traded to the Patriots for a let me see specifically two twenty three third round pick. Um, uh, Parker and a fifth round pick to uh, for a third round pick. Uh, Julian, how do you feel about the Dolphins making this move? Their wide receiver core are they good? Are they good without Devontae Parker? How do you feel about it, Gabe? That's a question for you, culture. So we kind of talked about it a little bit. I just try to transition to you, see how you're thought, but now you're going to be okay. Um, <laughs> I never liked Devontae Parker. In all the years, I think Devontae Parker's been with the Dolphins for seven years, and he was drafted first round. He was a first-round draft pick for the Dolphins. Um, he's only had one good year, and that was, like, I think the year before his extension, which is kind of funny because – That's like, usually how it extension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so currently he was on the third – he'll be going into his third year of a four-year contract, and it's not that expensive. Um but the trade itself, A, I'm not a fan of Devonta Parker. I don't think he's going to be that good. He's a big target. Terrible at separating. I think he's going to have one of the worst separating numbers uh, in the league. Um, but to get a third-round pick for next year, I was like, man, that's that's nothing. Like He was a first-round draft pick years ago, and all you got – you sent you – sent, uh, a, uh, fifth round, I, I believe, and Parker, who was a first round for just one third round. I like the, to me the math doesn't add up. Um, I don't feel like the, that's fair value. I think that's that's usually Patriots what winning that trade. Organization does. <laughs> Those, Bro, I like, here's my thing with it. It's like to me, it makes no sense unless there's like their salary cap strapped and they just needed to clear the books, which. It doesn't seem like that was the case because I feel like if they did, they would have moved him before free agency started. Um, and yeah, I just I, I don't know too much about like the reasonings why that happened, but like at least on the outside perspective, it's like why would you get rid of him? Like I feel like, yeah, I mean, like I'd rather have him than a third round pick. You don't know what the fuck this third round pick is going to turn into. Seventy percent of the time, they end up not ever being that great. It, average at best um, a lot of the times and then if you're super lucky they end up being a superstar but how often does that really happen and i just i feel like in the situation that the dolphins are in now why not just have him like does do you really think that third round pick would be better than him i mean that's a huge gamble that you're willing to take and my thoughts on park it's like you know like i get what you're saying Gabe, but i will say too he's also like never really had a quarterback through the majority of his career you could arguably say he probably still doesn't. Um, he's never had another threat on the other side of him, like ever really. Like, and I think this would have been really interesting to see how he would play alongside 
actual weapons next to him that would help free him up. And at the end of the day, he is that one-on-one guy, like that jump ball guy you could just throw up to and he could bring it down. Like that's kind of his specialty. Yeah. He doesn't get, he's kind of, he's kind of like, I would say like Allen Robinson, but I think Allen Robinson's better route runner than probably he is. But that idea that they're not like speed guys and they can't really get separation. But if you just throw it up to them, he's going to catch it. Like he's just, he's going to win those one V one balls. And I just felt like you, it probably wouldn't have hurt to do that. You have that red zone target to, to, um, I mean, I guess you still have Gesicki to do that. And, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I, unless his contract was just, they're so like salary cap strapped that they just needed to make space. I would have kept them. Why, why not just have more weapons? Why not? Like, that's my thought. And then you're going to give it to an in-division rival? Makes no sense yeah. to me. That's now he's going to come and play like, fucking Miami twice a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> in my opinion, like, that trade, they got nothing in return for it. It's like, and at least you're not getting nothing in return for it. Don't give it to your opponent. Like, you're somebody, you're going to play these guys twice a year. Um, like I said, I'm not really scared of Devontae Parker being on the other side of the field of my team. Matt Jones doesn't even um, throw the ball. <laughs> Um, so we'll see. Uh, again, I want to see the identity of the Dolphins. It seems like they're going small. They're going small and fast. They want small guys and fast guys. Gasicki is their biggest target they have now. And he's probably their best receiver behind Waddle. And we'll see with Tyreek Hill how it how does kind of fit that, that, that West Coast that West Coast idea, I guess. He he so wouldn't really man, fit in that yeah. system. And if anything we know about Mike McDaniel is he hot he hid Garoppolo. Behind that run game, their run first team. He hit Garoppolo. Is he going to hide Tua? That I don't. Is yeah, to, you've yet to see. Oh, I guess my big thing is like unless unless they really feel good about like who they can get in the third round. That's like my only thought process is like if they feel really good, who's going to be sitting there and they can go grab them. But I don't. know. I just feel like I I rather have that body there. And also too, another thing to think of is like maybe they got rid of him too because you probably wanted to cut him anyways. Because you just felt like you didn't fit, and you're just going to like get, get get what you can from him. Well, this is a new regime, yeah. So, well, not right. necessarily. You still have Chris Greer, but like you, yeah. The but a new coaching stuff. style, a new like a new style of offense. So, like maybe you're just trying to get what you can from him before you just inevitably he just hits the market. It's kind of like an idea. A lot of people. That's why it's going on with the whole Metcalf and. Uh, um. <laughs> Uh man, who who am I drawing blank on? Uh, AJ Brown, like every, AJ Brown, they're talking about getting the trades for it because they're all probably do really big contract extensions after this year, and maybe Seattle and uh, Tennessee want to get what they can for him if they're not going to extend them. Word. Which I think, but he's still cheap. So I mean, they could keep him for a year and then trade him next year because next year will be his last year on a contract, and maybe trade him away because you don't want to extend them anymore. So, but so. It, I don't know. Um, not a big fan of Parker. <laughs> not a big fan of this trade. I feel the Pats win this, um, but I still think Dolphins Bill are being competitive. We're, we're, we're looking up. We're looking up at, uh, at JoJo's team, the Buffalo Bills. They're gonna. That's the team we need to beat. So uh, all these moves are to beat JoJo's Buffalo. Bills. Bill Belichick is yeah. still bending you over watch, and fucking you all, Gabe. Watch out for the Buffalo Bills <laughs> this season and the Denver Broncos. No, I'm not worried about that, Joe, man. Fuck Mac Jones. Dude, right, he, had a great, he had a great rookie season, man. Why y'all tearing the kid down? Like he didn't. That man play. threw three like, passes in one game. One oh time. my! And even Wait, then, Bill Belichick was pissed that he threw him. Like if you look at that, I will never forget that game. He threw three t- passes against the Bills. Bro, that was. was Anyways, another news around the league. Stefan Diggs is staying. 
four year, 104 million. Um, how, how do we feel about? Well-deserved. Well-deserved. This is their shot, man. <laughs> I'm glad they, they kept the guy. Um, Josh Allen definitely need that weapon. They already have that chemistry and keep the ball rolling. They're one win away over the Chiefs. You got to get over the hump. That's, that's their kryptonite right now. Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah. They got to get over the hump, and that's a Super Bowl team right there. I feel like they still need one more piece. I, uh, and also, I'm a little surprised because I thought I heard some. Maybe it was somebody else, but I thought they were saying that Gibbs, I mean Diggs, wasn't like liking the situation where he was in right now. Maybe it was just, but now he got his money, he's happy now. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm Bills is one that I'm kind of surprised they didn't really do much in the uh, free agency besides signing Von Miller. Um, I thought they would have got one more weapon. I still feel like they need it. Like they're still a really good, just dominant team, but I just, I still feel like they need that one more guy. And I don't know if they get that in the draft or maybe late in, uh, in a trade or what, but, um, yeah, keeping digs is huge. Giving, um, giving, uh, Josh Allen, that safety net that he is could, uh, could really benefit him, even though last year was a little bit of a down year for him. We saw what he can do when he is like on fire, which was two years ago. The thing is that when yeah, you have I a great like season like that, and you set the you set the standard that high, like a season two years ago. It's kind of hard to follow up with that, right? You can have an okay year, and it's still not going to look as good as as your mm-hmm. best. Um, key thing, obviously, NFL is to be consistent, but who knows? Was that his peak year? Can he do it again? You know. Well, this is a chance to find out with his quarterback. Yeah. Because you saw a lot of moments last year where Josh Allen was just running it because they just felt like they had nowhere else to go. And uh, they still need a running, like a true running back over there. I feel like they still need a, like a, a true tight end. Um, I feel like there's still holes that could be, but Josh Allen's just so good and knows how to make it work that yeah. they, they, still, they still win games. I mean, look, last year they had that, unless they really believe in some of the guys that they already have that can continue to develop. I mean, that dude in the playoffs scored, what, four touchdowns? I don't even remember his name. He was like non-existent in he the NFL, bro. And now all of a sudden, he like he dropped four in that playoff game, which was insane. So unless they have some faith in some guys that are already there, that can further that development. Yeah, I feel like there are a couple pieces away, and there's there's still some moves they could possibly make. The, oh, it, what's interesting to me is the Metcalf move because he. Metcalf could be traded, but oh he God. is going to be a big ass contract if he tries to resign. But to get a year of Metcalf, can you imagine Josh Allen Metcalf and Stephon Diggs? Come on, bro, that's crazy. Dude, that the Metcalf talk is so hot right now. Like it's possible, because, man. Because he, I think he's moving. He's definitely moving. Um, Just lost his quarterback. Me, he's not. He has no reason to stay. <laughs> yeah, me and Gabe kind of briefly mentioned it last week, but like, yeah, I, I kind of because there's just more shit coming out about it. And now it's like AJ Brown's coming out about AJ Brown on the trading block, and it's it's what man these two are two big body dudes who can fucking fly, so, and it seems like uh, Seahawks are going full rebuild and they don't want to like give them a big contract for a team that's trying to figure things out. Final year, bro, I would give up first rounder for him. Shit, I mean, I, like why not? Like this guy is going to be way more productive at least off rip from for than a first round pick would be yeah 
You get a guaranteed proven guy who's a literal freak of nature. He's a game changer, bro. He's a game changer. And like somebody's gonna grab him. I I think somebody's gonna do it. Shit, I hope it's my team. I (laughs) but I don't know if that's gonna happen. But like somebody's I could totally see him the Chiefs after all those uh Miami picks going after him. Or uh I don't know. Some somebody's doing it. Or even AJ Brown, same goes for What if he follows his QB and ends up in Denver? Oh, they, uh, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's something to ponder about. Let's just say this: Denver has nothing else to trade. They gave. Yeah, what do they have to give? They have nothing. They already yeah, have we three first we have rounders. We have good receivers. We're 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 set on that on that. Oh side. yeah, there's you're we're not good. trading. There's no way. There's we're no set. way you'll we have. Got a good, we got good young receivers right now. We're good. That's why I was like the Chiefs. They have the most capital and the most dangerous division, and they just and lost they, a big receiver themselves. So why not just replace it with a another you know big name in the uh, league? I could see him going to Cowboys. I could see that. Like I, so, so there, there's gonna be some moving pieces. This shit ain't done yet. It ain't done yet. It ain't done until that first snap hits, and even then, we still don't know. Yeah, then it's, shit's still gonna change. Who knows? Speaking of ain't done yet, I mean, uh, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, not sure if he's done with football. I mean, we had this big announcement over the week. Did we talk about Air- Bruce Arians last week? We did talk about Bruce Arians. Yes. Did you, did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. That was a good transition, Gabe. I like that. <laughs> um, So, <laughs> Gronkowski, uh, not sure if he's going to finish the league. Yo, I mean, George, how do you feel about already? Oh, I love him, bro. But, like, you just, <laughs> just, just retire, bro. Just how old is he? Hang it up. Dude, well, he's this guy's retired be twice 38 already. years old. He's retired twice. The thing is, Brady keeps bringing him back. And now Brady's <laughs> back. He's, he's older than you think. Brady, he's he's, older than you think. Nah, he's, actually, he's actually younger than I thought. He's 32. Oh, But he's a big young. guy. But it's the damage, you know what I yeah, mean? He's, like, he's, he's a big guy. Like, yeah, a big dude who takes a physical position. Yes, a very physical a position. A very physical. One of the most physical positions and had, in the game. And, and this guy has proven it. himself as a tight end. One of the best ever. Ever. This guy oh, has so many receiving ever. touchdowns. This guy can block. He can run. He can catch. He can. He's a he's a Super Bowl, multi-Super Bowl champion. And because Brady, you know, refuses to hang it up, he keeps dragging him back over here. He's like, God, but it's like, damn what it, more, Tom. He's like, I just want to be. Dude, my thing is like, you're kind of already set in your ways, right? Meaning, you're you're not gonna get any better now. Obviously, like, yeah, father time is catching up, right? Um, the physicality is not gonna change. You you're just gonna go against, you know, some of these younger guys coming into the league and. These injuries are gonna catch up to you, and yeah, and th- we're talking two different positions, right? So we're talking Gronk and Brady coming in as QB, where you got protection. Like, no, you're you're out in in the war, like you're you're in the yeah. battle, you're in the you're trenches. That's Gronk, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna stop. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, obviously, it's up to him, but I'd like to really? see him retire, man, because y- what else is there for you to do? Yeah, man, I don't think it's worth it. Like, I, I think there's, I mean, we all know, like, Grok has had his injuries throughout the years as well. He's been injury prone his entire yeah. career. He's battled through injuries. He's still performed through them. But there's a certain point where it's just like, man, you got to start thinking about future after football. Like, you're still 32. Like, it's a physical position, man. I mean, you're getting hit up against 
defensive linemen and there's a reason why o-linemen they don't last that long it's not very often that you see o-lineman that hits 10 years it's it's super rare i mean these are big guys these are big motherfuckers and like that's a strain on your body and your joints and your bones and everything it's like this guy he can make so much money because he's like charismatic he's got a personality he can yeah. make so much money like doing other shit well, he's already in commercials left and right yeah That's and it's like and it's like he has so much opportunity off the field that he could do. And it's just like, don't risk it, man. I feel like you could just like, because you see, you hear about these players, like when they turn 40, they can't fucking move a lot of the times, like, because they spent like so much of their career just getting fucking pummeled by other massive men. And it's just like, bro, just, just hang it up. Like, it, it's, it's not worth it. Just, my, my thing is like, quite I opposite would say, opinion. Oh, God, good. No, man, listen. If you're Gronkowski, you got Tom Brady coming back, bro. You got the easy button, dog. Smack that easy button. That's exactly that division is automatic. That 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 division is automatic for you. You think it's gonna Atlanta's gonna beat you? You think uh, the Saints are are competitive in that league, bro? Mariota's gonna put in work. You tell me you don't believe in Jameis. Oh, and I like Jameis. You tell me you don't believe in Jameis or Taysom. You tell me you don't believe in Tom Brady. You tell me you don't believe in Taysom Hill. You don't believe in the guy Taysom Hill. Bro, and listen, Gabe, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, bro, I mean, who could refuse coming back to play? Brady's still playing, so it's like, how are you going to say no, right? Like, you know what I mean? Automatic playoffs. Like, you automatically have a shot at a Super Bowl, no matter what. If Brady's here's playing, the one, you have a Here's the one thing you could say no to is if your opportunities off the field are going to make you more money than you would be playing. But it's about the money, money though. Like, he... To him, like, like we don't, we make, don't know, we don't know if it's about the money, right? It could be about that winning mentality, glory, or it could bro. be it's about the glory. money. Because he, yeah, he's not, he's not getting the max contracts anymore. In it's he's already got the glory, money. though. What does he have to? He's literally he already reigned as he the greatest the tight end too. ever. The only person that probably comes close to him in like just status of tight ends is probably like Tony Gonzalez. Like, and Eric even Jameson? then, I think, I think. Uh, Gronkowski's had a better career than Tony Gonzalez, even though Tony Gonzalez was great. Gronkowski Wait, broke Shannon multiple Sharp? records. Was Shannon Sharp a tight end? Yeah, with yeah. John Elway, I believe. Yeah, you got to yeah, throw him good. in there too. You got to three yeah, times. Yeah, I'm saying the duels. That, as far as tandem teams, you know, uh, Mike and, and and I mean, Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer. He's great, but yeah, I don't think he was at that. I don't think he was at the level as Gronkowski. Gronkowski broke multiple records. As well, Shannon Sharp was good. Shannon Sharp was he was he, good. He was yeah, awesome. but. I think we're sleeping on how good Ron Gronkowski was. Like Ron Gronkowski well, was literally Jerry Rice of the tight end position. Like he's in, he's broken yeah, every. Gronk, Gronk is going for glory, man. He's 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 playing against ghosts, man. People who don't play anymore. I mean, he's, he's playing, playing against. against the, he's already, he's playing against ghosts that he already beat. Like he, <laughs> exactly. So you got to solidify that, man. You got to solidify that thing. As long as Tom Brady, listen. Long time Brady no, says. Here's, go, the, here's what I could. Here's so what I could picture up. happening. Here's exactly what I could picture happening. He barely plays throughout the whole season. Facts. He gets right towards the end of the playoffs, and all of a sudden he pulls like fucking two touchdowns, and then he's going to the Super Bowl. It's he like he's super. He gets just all the credit, just he like in the Super Bowl the year. The Super Bowl year. I mean, he had a decent year, but like, and then when the Super Bowl, hit, I think he had three touchdowns catches. I was like, where the fuck was this all year? Like he, he like I said, he was decent, but like, Bro, uh, you, you conserve, you conserve your energy. You, you play smart. You save your body. You, they use them when they need to use them. Let the young mm. guys get their running. Because if they don't need them in the game to win, and Brady and everyone's doing all the work, then hey, 
that's a win-win. Then go ahead. It's playoff time. Was he hurt throwing often the better last year? Uh, you know, last I don't, I don't really remember. I want to say he was because he didn't play that much. I want to say, too, I don't remember. I remember the first season he played quite a bit. I remember that. I don't think he really got hurt his first season in Tampa, but last season, for some reason, I cannot remember how much he got hurt. Julian, they asked about their receiving because, you know, when uh, over the over the last, like a past couple of weeks, uh, Tom Brady says he's going to retire. He retires. Bruce Arians says he's going from the head coaching to the front office. And immediately when I heard Bruce Arians going to the front office, I'm like, yo, Antonio Brown's coming back because if Tom Brady's coming back, Tom is bringing Antonio. No No way. I think we talked about it a little bit. Because Bruce Evans is still in the building. He's not coming back. I feel like he's at an even higher uh, position of power now. You think he's going to let him back? (laughs) No, like he got promoted. What What exactly is his role? Because he's not the GM. I think he's a GM. I don't know if he's a GM, but I think he's He's like player personnel or something like that. Because he's definitely not the GM. The GM's still there. Listen. There's a rumor flowing around that Antonio Brown, he's been, he was at the Heat game last night with your boy Floyd Mayweather. He's been in Miami quite often these last few weeks. So maybe he's trying to get scouted by the Dolphins, perhaps. Maybe he'll get picked up over here in South Florida. What do you think about that? I think that Antonio game? Brown, Antonio Brown just needs to retire, dog. Like, I just... <laughs> hey, he got his ring, man. It says so. Official word is Bruce Arians is working alongside the GM, so he's a GM assistant. Yeah, he's like an assistant, yeah. Training but man, Antonio Antonio Brown just needs to retire, man. Like something, something's not right up it up up here. I don't know, like some something's not right. I don't know if it's just the years of just getting hit in the head constantly. Hey, like, to, him, to him, he's normal, and he's like, that's, and that's that and that. But no, like for real, like I'm not even like bullshitting. That's like a thing that genuinely happens to a lot of players where like before, like as the years gone on, they start doing like, you know, I mean, we've seen like a lot of these players like kill themselves at relatively young ages, like in the late 30s and like things like that. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on with him. I'm just saying like throwing it out there, like it could be possible, like just taking hits in the head, bro. Like that can fuck some people up and do some crazy shit, man. And it's you, you know it's crazy? And I'm not like disagreeing what you're saying, but I feel like there's this narrative in the NFL where if you're one of those players that stand out or do erratic shit, there's automatically something wrong with you. Like, and you can see what players from the past, like, I don't know. Bro, this isn't like a one-time thing, though. Or like some of these big-name players, or even like a Cam Newton, like some of these guys that stand out or anything. It's always like, oh, what's wrong? Okay. With-? No, no. I'm there's not a difference. The I was gonna say there's there's a difference between those guys. Those guys just had egos. There's a difference between that and like and the shit Antonio Brown's been doing throughout, yeah. and it's multiple occasions. Like the thing with Cam Newton, Ocho Cinco, and T.O., they were just like, they just had egos. They were just like flashy players. The shit Antonio Brown's doing is just like, what the fuck is you, like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's just like, it's like something's not right. Like, what is going on? Like, you know, like, I think there's a difference between ego and just doing dumb shit. Like, there's, yeah. there's, there's two, there's two different, uh, All right. F- fair point. I'll leave it at that. That's a fair point. Let's transition. Um, 
Flag football Olympics. I didn't hear about anything about this. Julian, you put this in our wait. Is this topic yeah? Sheet. What, what what's going on with this? So this flag football Olympics. Sounds okay, dope. so the NFL is actually making an effort because you know NFL is trying to increase their international brand and trying to expand yeah. football international. This is one of the ways they want to do it. In 2026, the Olympics are going to be hosted in Los Angeles, and is it 2026? No, 2028. I think 2028. Because yeah. Olympics are 2020, then it's 2024. Yeah, okay, so yeah, 2028. Um, or maybe it's 2024. I don't know. Whenever the U.S. hosts the Olympics, sometimes this decade, um, that they're hoping um, they want to include flag football into it to help increase the reach of football, obviously. Um, I also think, and I was hearing a good bit on it, it's like this is literally just the U.S. just guaranteeing themselves another gold medal. <laughs> it's just another way to to puff those numbers up of Bro, gold medals. Could you imagine? Because who who in the hell is going to compete with the United? Okay. Maybe no Canada. Canada is the only one because they're the only other country that plays football. That's the only country that could somewhat compete with the U.S. And even then, I don't even think their talent pool is nearly as big as ours. And I'm because like, a lot oh. of the Canadian players are American. A lot of them. And but do you they're, have they're, to, you don't have to be an NFL player to compete in that, right? Like they can you can assemble. And I'm sure there's some contract things that you can't perform. Yeah, like they don't want you. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, no could you imagine like LeBron playing flag football with just any motherfucker seven athlete just running around, running routes, catching? Like, I mean, there's no corner tall enough to, to cover him, bro. It, like it's gonna take. And I get the idea for it, and I don't think it's a bad, necessarily a bad idea. Um, but man, it will take decade generations for, for any any countries to catch up. But I mean, it's like that for a lot of sports. It's taking a lot. Of, I mean, shit. I mean, we hey, talk about like United States. Look, I mean, yeah, basketball is slowly on the rise international. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even here, in the United States with soccer, soccer. It's been taking generations to catch up to the rest of the world and Europe, and they're slowly getting there. They're getting players over there. They're this is supposedly the golden generation in the United States soccer. We have more players playing in top leagues all around the world than ever before. So yeah, it would take a long ass time, but this is going to be a guaranteed gold for at least the next like fifteen Olympics. It's going to take a long ass time. Well, but I do think there's going to be some there's going to be some country out there that's going to be like. They're going to main focus is going to take on flag football. United States. There's going to be some random ass country like Uzbekistan I'm, I'm or some it, shit. I'm calling that's it going now. To, it's going to be Australia. I'm calling it now. Yeah. I mean, you might, I will say this. You might find like some players that like some athletes, I mean, that maybe couldn't make it in their sport and transition yeah. over to something like maybe like there's track guys that weren't fast enough to make it on the track team. And maybe they go try out flag football or like rugby guys. Um, you know, like there's you, rugby, you could probably transition pretty well. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some country out there that's going to take that shit mad serious, though. I, I guarantee it. They're they just going to like all they do. United States flag football. They're, just, they're, they're coming for the title yeah. for that first goal. Yeah, I mean, think about the Olympics. There's a lot of sports that is just like pretty much guaranteed gold medals for these countries because like nobody else fucking plays it. so good. Yeah. And nobody else plays it. And, like, this is the United States' chance to have that sport. Even though we've had basketball forever, no one's ever touched us and probably still won't for at least a a good amount of years. Now we're adding another one. Let's go football. And this also brings me to another question. Uh, 
what other sport would you like to see? Like that's like that, like adding flag football. Like, would you like the idea of flag football in there? And then uh, also what other sport you would like to see? And then that probably isn't already in there. Um, I definitely like to see flag football. I played flag football. It's pretty dope. It's fun. And I feel like, um, not in the sense that anybody can learn how to play. Cause yeah, you kind of can, but like taking out the parts where, you know, the hitting and the blocking, well, essentially you're still going to be blocking in there, but you know, it's different from like pads and, and all that. Yeah. Contact exactly. Full on contact. Like that, that changes the game a little bit because you don't have to be a 280 pound lineman in flag yeah. football. It's going right? to be a lot more about speed. Yeah, it's it's gonna be about two speed. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be about strategy, um, and it's gonna be about having a good set of hands, um, to to play. And I think that's what it's gonna come down to. I will say that's gonna be the hard thing that other countries are gonna have to pick up if this becomes a thing, is like just strategy alone. You gotta, I mean, you gotta think, be able to, to catch. Think about these. Think about these coordinators, even in college, like even low level college. These guys get paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah to like literally strategize and spend all day, all night, every single day of their fucking life strategizing against defenses or defensive strategy against offenses. And for, and all these, all this knowledge is passed down through generations, generations, like for these other countries to catch up, they're going to have to either poach some Americans to like help strategize things or something, because like that would be one thing, not even athleticism, because there's going to be athletes all over the world, but like yeah. just that pure strategy, strategy. and also people growing up, and also people growing up playing that sport. That's because I mean, obviously here we have kids that from little kids, they play football their entire lives. Yeah. You're going to have to wait for that to happen in these other countries for a little kid to watch the flag football Olympics and want to want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And then grow up to one do day that. They'll make the, the U S <laughs> I mean, not U S whatever country they're from Olympic team to play flag. Bro, football. Who, who, <laughs> who would you want as quarterback? For flag football starting starting quarterback for the oh, give me US. Josh Allen and they can't they Josh can't Allen. be in the NFL right now they can't, they can't be, be in the NFL. NFL they can't right be in now NFL? uh damn I'm trying to think. I got my answer what you got Johnny Manziel <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Johnny Manziel you know would fucking these give me, people give me Tim Tebow I'll take Kaepernick. <laughs> Tim Tebow. No, somebody said Tebow. that too. I give heard me, somebody say that too. Yo, Tim me, Tebow would dice these people up. Give me Tim Tebow, the heart and spirit <laughs> of a warrior. No, could you imagine a Tim no, Tebow Olympian? USA Pride. He'll take that to the next level. He will <laughs> take that to the next level. I heard somebody bring that up though, but like not as a quarterback though. I was like, damn, you won't even let Tim be quarterback for the USA flag football team. <laughs> I was like, damn, you're wrong for that. Not even Olympic qualifying. You don't let this man be QB? Bro, I think Johnny Manziel would be awesome. Johnny. I was just going to say, uh, the Olympics next year, uh, 2020, or not next year, but upcoming year, it would be in Paris. The Summer Olympics will be in Paris, Paris, France. Okay. Uh, Winter Olympics will be in Milan, Italy. And you were correct, Julian. Los Angeles, 2028, North America, Summer Olympics, with uh, the Winter Olympics being in Brisbane. Hey, we might have to take a trip out there. I'd like to win. Oh, man, uh, that's crazy. So two years. Uh, so you got... 2026, you got the World Cup in the USA, and now you're going to have the Olympics in 2028. That's pretty cool. This will be, be the third time Los Angeles hosts since 1984, last time. So Also, let's not times. forget, we kind of forgot about it because of COVID. World Baseball Classic should be coming soon. Hopefully, August or September this year, they'll start it. the qualifying rounds. And oh, the World Baseball Classic should be back. 
So when it that's the qualifiers, but when is the actual tournament supposed there's to start? No, like there's no set. There's no set date. Usually in the because it's usually in fall. March. It's, it's usually like early spring, yeah. like spring training yeah, time, so isn't it? Early spring. Yeah. Oh man! All right. So oh uh, wait, but you guys never. What's up? I was gonna say like, was there any sports you guys would see that isn't in there? Um, I like how they did the the skating this year. They did they added skating. Skateboarding was like, dope, uh, man. I, I think it was dope. Like that was that was fun. Um, how about frisbee golf? Do frisbee golf. I mean, that's very you know, it's golf with a frisbee. Golf. Golf. People have a side. Uh, not golf. even frisbee golf. I'll be down to watch like ultimate frisbee. That could be probably pretty cool. It's just I'm just flag football frisbee. with a frisbee, isn't it? I don't honestly. I don't. I I am not uh, educated uh, enough in ultimate frisbee uh, to um make uh. A disrespectful remark like that. Wow. Because <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things. If you say that, they're like, "Wow, you piece of shit." Like right, you really, you, really. I'm sorry you're gonna, for you're all gonna our get the frisbee, frisbee, frisbee comment section talking shit to Julian. You, you know what sports like that is uh, Australian rules football. Like they fucking hate it when you call it rugby because it actually isn't rugby. It's a completely different sport. But they're like, oh, like rugby. And they're just like fucking. They'll fight you on the street, like they'll like they'll fucking on site, like they're just like like on fucking site. Because it, it is, it's actually completely different. Let's get okay. to our final sports for the for the day because we're getting late in the podcast. Going on uh, in the NBA, the, we really haven't talked a lot about Final Four, man. Final Four has been going on. We we had discussions, we had a prediction, we had a bracket going on, we had a little you know group chat going on. Uh, who did good in the bracket? Like Jojo, you're shaking your head. I don't think you did good in that bracket, bro. Did you, did Girl, you have this Final let, Four? Let me on? let me get my spiel out of the way here. First UConn, of all, they, 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 they I had early. I had UConn winning the whole tournament. <laughs> you guys might think I'm delusional. We didn't even win the Big East title. But I'm telling you, I, I looked at our side of the bracket. We were actually placed very well and... We were the fifth seed. We were gonna. We went against twelfth seed New Mexico State, and I forgot homeboy's name on that team. But Buddy dropped thirty-seven points on us and just smoked the whole UConn squad just to lose in the next round. But I was actually devastated. He did not miss. I'm telling you, I'm like, there's a young Steph Curry out here. This guy shot three or four threes way beyond the arc, fade away. Uh, he was knocking down mid-ranges. I think there was 12 or 13 free throws that game. This solo player shot every single free throw. No one else on that team shot a free throw or got fouled. Can you believe that? Insane. Damn. So they, they went against New Mexico. All right, so New Mexico State beat UConn. Yes, they had the upset. The next round, they had Arkansas. Got Correct. smoked by Arkansas. Arkansas then played Gonzaga, Gonzaga and beat the number one oval, overall ranked team in the tournament in the nation. They beat Gonzaga. So the whole time I'm looking at my UConn team thinking that could have been us because I literally saw that happening. We could have yeah. got by New Mexico State. Unfortunately, it's March Madness. Literally, the madness happens. We saw Kentucky go down in the first round. Shout out to yeah. the Peacocks. But could have easily beat Arkansas. Could have got to Gonzaga. That would have been a game. And if we beat Gonzaga, it would have been UConn-Duke in that round. And that would have been something to watch. But, you know, just like every other team that lost, we're going to say, oh, we'll be back next year. But go ahead, Julian. Go ahead. We're going to talk about your UNC. Yeah, talk about oh, your yeah, UNC, say. bro. I know you got to come in here with UNC. We, UConn, the, they lost early. The, the Hubert... 
era has begun. This guy. And I am back watching now UNC back. basketball. Now I'm back. Julia's back. For people who don't know, I grew up my entire life ever since I was a little kid was a diehard UNC Tar Heels fan. That was like my dream school I always wanted to go to. But the past few years, they've been non-existent. They've been barely getting into the bracket. Some years they didn't even get into the bracket. It's just been a down pretty much decade. They haven't been that great. Not at the status that people expect them to be at. Like you think of UNC, you think of a historic program. They should be fighting for a championship every single year. And, you know, they lost me for a little bit. And then I saw this year um, they were like kind of running the mill team. Then I saw they got into the bracket, the eighth seed. I'm like, all right, like you probably make it to the sweet 16. Let's see what happens. And then they, they, they make it past the sweet 16. I was like, oh shit, we're in the elite eight. Then you got to face the, the red hot on Cinderella team, St. Peter's. That was slight work. Um, then you yeah, went on. Kind of happening. <laughs> then, then, yeah, I was like, all right, now you're getting the St. Peter's nice run and all, but like now you're, now you're about to get big dicked. Calm down. Like, so then we went to the final four where we went to face one of the biggest rivalries across all sports, UNC you know, versus the Duke, the battle time. of North the Carolina. Time. The first time they've ever met in March Madness in the national championship bracket. And we fucking gave them that work. And I hope Coach K goes and fucking retires knowing that he lost to the one team that they tell you not to lose to every single year. And I I don't feel like he's going to retire now because of who he yeah, lost to. Yeah, I don't think he's retired, but, bro. He's not going to go, go on two L's. I'm glad. He's not going to leave on two L's. I'm glad. And, yo, we had two coaches out there. <laughs> I no swear, way, you, you, Roy Williams retired, but that motherfucker was out there every single game right there. behind the he's bench. Still the, he's still a fan. Right like, behind the bench. Fans. He was right. He was, he was fucking right there, dude. He was, he was coaching, bro. I'm telling you, that man was coaching. Man, so it's there there was a lot of great games. A lot of great games this tournament. Like there's too many to speak on. But that UNC Duke game, we're talking 18 lean changes. The pressure. The pressure changes. (laughs) And then I think this leads it perfectly to the national championship game because that's where they ended up eventually going after they beat Duke. Um they went on an incredible run in the first half. He's got a almost, I think, at one point, a 20-point lead. And, man, they came into the half, second half and just absolutely fell apart. Everybody was fucking rolling their ankles, dude. I swear, everybody got hurt. Everybody got fucking hurt. Everybody's ankles got fucked up. They couldn't stay still. And it, they just, Kansas just capitalized on it. They they got the lead up, and then it started bouncing back and forth. And then, man, it, it was just... Uh, I don't know how much injuries played a factor into it, but it seemed like, man, I I saw a lot of limping UNC players that game. Like, a, there was just a lot of rolled fucking ankles that yeah, game. You know and what I'm this like, sounds like, right? Excuses. Yeah. Listen, at least, at least we made it. We made it to the championship. I'll give you that, but I'll give you that, right? So, congrats to you guys. Now that Julian's back, go watching college basketball. Let's clap it up for I'm Julian. back. Because you know the amount of conversations I try to have with him about coming college back to sports, he would just shit on college <laughs> basketball. But now he he has awoken thanks to this March. I am back, right? College oh, basketball God. used to be like my number one. You know how like NFL is my my thing, but like at yeah. one point, like I watched every single. I watched college basketball religiously. I knew every player. I knew every program. I knew everything. Now 
that UNC is back. I'm back. Hubert era. We're there. Um, man, right, by the way, did you go. see that I'll Superdome? That Superdome yeah, was fucking. Oh, well, yeah. They had a football huge, stadium. It was in bro. Louisiana. And they, uh, I saw an they always do it in a football view. stadium. I saw an aerial, aerial view. It was like POV uh, watching um, a basketball game in, 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 a, a football in, a, stadium. in a football stadium, which was ridiculous. Like, oh, that yeah. was insane. Because you don't realize it because they like. The, they, yeah, because they add like ramps. So, like, it covers that part where the field would be to yeah. kind of reach the court. Yeah, they always do it in football stadiums like uh, Indianapolis. I think they did last year. Indianapolis is a very popular place. They do it because they usually do it in Indianapolis because um, Indiana is such a big college basketball. But there are no fans and, last year, unfortunately, for the tournament. But yeah. and, and it's crazy. Yeah. Let's talk real quick. UNC, yes, you, you guys, you guys did amazing. You also had a whole stacked team of fifth fifth year seniors because they granted them an extra year of eligibility. Because of COVID, which oh, I understand, yeah. like that's fair. That's com- that's completely fair. But now you got super seniors rocking it out with these freshmen on these other teams. Like you know, not, UNC yeah. they that's have a fair, way. Bro. I will say UNC has a way of keeping players. Like yeah, they've all they always have seniors. Like they just always. I don't do. know if that's good or bad. It depends, right? You got your one and done guys, or you know, you're two and out, right? You're, they're good enough to go to the NBA, but then you also have these younger kids that it might take a little more time to develop, right? Three, four years to possibly get drafted. Um, you can look at it both ways. It could be a good or a bad thing. Cause we all know UK one and done. Most likely you're in and you're out yeah. two years, max you're in and you're out or even Duke. I know you and see a lot of guys do get drafted as well, but like you said, mm-hmm. they do a good job in keeping their players. But yeah, I also Kentucky, think it's the type man, of players. You I think you also think the same starter in Kentucky. It's insane. Like these guys come in true freshmen, Getting drafted next year. Kentucky has a way of recruiting like some of the best guys in the nation. When I like UNC, obviously they're getting top recruits all the time, but they they like find these guys that are like, you know, they weren't like the most sought after, but somehow they just they bring them in to just be like, yeah, and then they just be there for a few years, develop, and they just be really good, and they never really end up becoming anything after that. Um, it's also like the a good only like spot. a lot of guys end up transferring there as well too. Yeah, well, I'm curious to see if they pick up any of that St. Peter's kids. I don't know if you guys saw. There's uh, with yeah, the new St. Peter's head in, coach. Uh, portal. Yeah, yeah, the new co- coach went to Seton Hall, and now uh, yeah, three just entered the transfer portal. Yo, shout um, out your boy Doug. He was the MVP of the tournament. I don't care what anybody says. Put some respect on Doug's name from St. Peter's. Boy was shooting lights out. Had no fear at the free throw line. Came up clutch in multiple games. That shit was wild, bro. See, that's the great, man. I'm telling you, that's I, the great I, thing that's why about... I love March Madness, bro. I was preaching it. I had my brackets ready. Yes, I was going all in for UConn because I really did believe in the team this year, man. We had great players that could potentially get drafted. Usually, UConn has one or two guys that will make it to the NBA. Um, but, like, again, it's the madness of March, and you're the best team could go down in the first round. The worst and team could make it to the Sweet 16. Listen, and it's all numbers at this it. point, man. The seedings yeah. is all numbers because it really comes down to heart and determination. Who wants some more in these tournaments, right? That's yeah, what it comes down to. And a little and bit that's of luck. Why I, I was going to say, that's why I love it so much because it's just one of those. It's like, to me, it's the only like thing where like people can really make a name for themselves. Like, who would have thought these kids from St. Peter's had done anything? But at this one tournament, they were able to show up on the world, the, the nation's stage and like just ball out and now their lives are changed hopefully for the better 
And it's just cool to, is uh, you see programs change, like, uh, like we said, like last year or Robert, like those programs are changed forever because people are going to know those names now. The fact. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird because, you know, all these, you know, you always look for surprise teams, the Cinderella stories, but you know, the final four ended up being like traditional basketball schools, right? It's like, these are top teams that we've heard of before. Um, so, you know, it, it is exciting. It's exciting. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, I don't think you and the you know, UNC, I think it's still, Y'all didn't win the big chip, whatever, but I still stick, yo, y'all got two two wins over Duke. Like y'all forever can talk shit about Duke. <laughs> For, you know what I mean? It's not a loss. Like y'all Coach K's like, final like, game. Coach K's final fight. game. That Bro, that'll be man. held over Duke fans for the that rest was the of the time life. for redemption, <laughs> and they didn't get it done. This was the yeah. one time they could have redeemed themselves for that last. The game. greatest was, coach. people paid more than twenty thousand dollars to go to Coach K's last home game. Bro, they lost. Probably one of the greatest, <laughs> if not the greatest coach in basketball history across professional and college. And we ended his career losing to his biggest Like, that's like you can't write that up any better as a UNC yeah, fan. And you can't write that up any worse for a Duke fan. Like, that's like, I love the spice. I love the spice. Very spicy. Uh, let's transition oh. over to NBA. This will be our final topic. Let's talk about NBA. We'll close it out. Here. NBA roundup. Uh, it is official. The Los Angeles Lakers are out of contention. They are eliminated from the play-in, which lets you know the play-in was a thing they invented during COVID, you know, to try to get teams to make it more competitive, add more teams to the playoffs. Lakers have been eliminated. We have our biggest fan. Jojo, you haven't been on here. I, every week I try to talk about the Lakers. And you was like, hey, why do you want to talk about that? No, let's talk about the Lakers because if the media wants to talk <laughs> about the, the Lakers, we're going to talk about the Lakers. Jojo, Yo. what the fuck? This was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is more embarrassing than Coach K losing to UNC twice and his retirement. <laughs> like, this is a thousand percent more embarrassing than that. That is, there's no excuse of what happened. Like, for forget the old folks home team that you got, you know, that they gathered. There's still enough young players on the bench to make the playoffs, the playoffs, you're telling the play me, in the play in dude. the fucking play. They made it you're, easier. You're, you're telling me this team was not capable of getting past the Pelicans. <laughs> like there's nothing to say here, bro. Bro, they made it easier. They there's made it nothing. easier from them to get in, and they still there's couldn't. To say, it, it obviously, you know, it's a disappointment. Um, I feel bad for LeBron because he put the team on his back. And when when you're in LA and you're performing that way, you're put under a microscope. Hence, why we've seen day by day, we are literally dissecting every single game they've played. Every game they won, every game they lost, especially the ones that they lost. Why did they lose? How did they lose? Why are they this bad? How come LeBron didn't make this free throw in the first quarter? Now they lost the whole entire game. Like literally saying the most random shit on why they lost, putting the blame on LeBron, putting the blame on this person, in which I get. But like LeBron played the best he could play at his age. There's nothing more to it. Is he responsible for gathering this team together? Partially, yes. He is not a GM. We make the jokes that he is, but he is not solely responsible for putting that team together. 
two, all of the injuries, that was ridiculous. Bro, right? 39 three, different starting lineups. And three, I don't want I really don't want to put the blame all on this guy, Russell Westbrook. But this was not the year to have the worst have season of your career. <laughs> <laughs> this was just not it. Like, like maybe, you know, you, you're getting ready for retirement. Your numbers could dwindle down. That's cool. But for you to go from MVP caliber for the last few years to, like, one of the worst seasons ever, like, it was, for him, like, the worst season he's ever had. Like, numbers-wise and all. Like, probably better than his rookie season and all. But bro, the standard he set, like, that's – you can't do that, man. Like, it doesn't matter what team you're on. Like, the chemistry, you can blame this, you can blame that. It, you're, it was just the performance, the turnovers, you know, the missed shots, like, the layup. Bro, when I saw 39 different starting lineups, that that's just wild to me. Like, that is so many different starting lineups. That is insane. And you can't help but think, like – you have to blow it up. Like yeah. you have to, you, you, you have to get rid of everything. I it think is. who, who do you keep? You keep, you can't, they can't do anything. You keep, they can't move off season. You can move them, bro. You can, move them. you can move you, shit. I think some, um, you're, you're somebody, some, some desperate motherfucker is going to go out there and they're going, they can make moves. Westbrook. Westbrook has, someone's going to trade for Westbrook is going to opt in. Um, they don't have any draft pieces. They trade all their shit. You, they traded Kuzma. Oh, yeah, they traded KCP. They traded That's what I'm saying. They traded all their the, the LA Lakers are terrible at defense. Terrible at defense. And the fact that Westbrook has a bad year, bro, you're stuck. This is a team. This is a team that that LeBron James constructed, and it seems like they're going to be stuck for another year with this. They're going to roll back the same team. It's just going to be a year over. Uh, they're, not I, gonna, I think- they're not going to be competitive. I, I agree that I think they're probably not going to move, but should they? Yeah, I think they should definitely blow it up. I think you do whatever you fucking can just to get rid of You know, buy everybody. out? They're going to buy out people's contracts? You can find, bro, you can find trade partners. Like, I, I, it's the NBA. I think you can you can find people. If, if you work hard enough, I think you'll find some trade partners. They don't have any leverage, bro. They'll have big-ass contracts, big-ass contracts that people are probably going to sign. Like, they have to pay for Either the Lakers pay for it or the, the team they trade them to. Because of the I think you, even if you pay for it and you move them, you just got you to gotta move them. You got to move pieces, man. You can't you, – you can – Los Angeles is one of those places where you got – they expect championships. You, they expect yeah. a competitive team. You got – even if it means buying them out or you, – you cannot – you cannot tell that fan base that next year you're going to roll out this same squad. Like I'm, you, you just can't do that. Like you got to do yeah. whatever you can. You got to get. You got to move LeBron. You got to. You got to fucking move Westbrook. You got to yeah, move probably, pieces. That bro. could happen. That could happen. I mean, Joe, how do you feel about I LeBron? Think they should. LeBron's going to be a Lakers year, or they're going to make some stuff around. Like, Is it next year? Like, like his last year in his contract with them? That's what I'm saying, man. He's going to be gone, bro. He's going to go back to Cleveland when when his son gets drafted. More Ronnie than likely. Gets drafted. More than likely. Which is he did. Do you what feel he like he's gonna stay? One more season, yeah. I, I definitely think he's gonna run it back with that same team. They're probably gonna get rid of like Melo, Dwight, you know, all the the old heads on that squad, old folks. Bro, I, bet, I, I doubt there's no way there's no way that GM is that stupid. There's no way the front office is that dumb that they sign these guys to contracts that they can't get out of. Like I I'm just not, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that they sign like fucking Dwight Howard to a contract that they just can't get out of. There's no way they're that stupid. Like they, there's clause in these things. Like I'm, I'm sure, I don't know the details of their contracts, but I guarantee you they can get out of 
if not all of them, a good amount of them. There's no way you sign that many old guys and you're like fucking guaranteeing them for years. Like, yeah, that you you have to blow it up. Like, I, I I'd, I rather I rather suck knowing that like you know we got rid of all this shit and it's a rebuilding phase and fucking suck and have and rolling out these motherfuckers again. Like, I would not well, do that. My my prediction: expect AD to stay. AD is gonna be around. He's the youth. He's the future of the Lakers. I think he's the one that's Westbrook is going to be there yeah. next year. He's going to opt in. No, no, no way you're going to turn down money. If you have a player option, why would you turn down free money? Like you're guaranteed it. You can, I can. Well, I'm talking about like, I would like to get, I'm talking about like trades. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about like trades specifically. Oh, LeBron like, might get traded, bro. LeBron, 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 I can see LeBron and Westbrook being traded. I can see AD staying. Listen, listen, I think AD staying. They will not voluntarily trade LeBron. You would be ridiculous to ever get That's rid a of nuclear the option, player. In a you like, put, you know. put the nuke on that one. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. He played extremely well. If LeBron had an offseason, part of that, yeah, if he had an offseason, part of that losing team, maybe they'd consider it. But he's not a what? building piece, dude. Like you said, he's probably like if he plays again, he's going to play one more year and then he's gone. Like, do you really want to hold on to that? Get what yeah. you can from him. Like, get what you can from him. Move them. We yeah, talked about this they, in the they NFL. Won't that. They won't do that. And financially, you know, these that. guys got to sell. I, I, I would get yeah. sell season tickets. Dude, I would. I would get what I fucking can, and just because he's not a building block for the future, he's not going to be here two years from now. Get what you fucking can out of him, and just move on. Like I think it. It was a failed. Ex- I mean, or, I guess just, you wouldn't say it's a failed experience because they won a championship, but at least this year was a failed experience experiment. Like it, it didn't work out. And why would you want to keep on holding on doing the same thing? If I was a Laker fan, I'd be like, fuck it. Like, blow this shit up. Like, move. Like I said, I can see KD and I can see you keeping KD and Westbrook. I mean, AD and Westbrook, not KD. AD and Westbrook because you could potentially – you can definitely build off AD but like, um, and and potentially Westbrook. Um, but everybody yeah. else needs to fucking go. Like, you just need and, to move. And, and I'll get rid say, of all I'll, these I'll guys. be honest. I'll be honest. After that championship – how, I think they were what they were in the play in last season. Got in. They missed the year before. Were, they missed the year they, before, uh, and then they went. Were yeah. they a seven or an eight seed when they lost to the Phoenix Suns? They were lower. Let me look that. In up. the first eight, round, I think eight. And they lost. I don't to the think Suns they were in the, seven in the first round, and then now they lost to the Suns again for to be eliminated from playoff contention. Honestly. It, Failed, failed season overall. It is. I think you move on, man. I think you move on. Get what you can get. Now let's transition from the worst in the West to the best in the East. Gabe, how are you feeling about the Heat right now? Oh man, you still number one. I've been wearing this culture shirt. I don't want to point it out, but hey, guys, (laughs) if you're watching on YouTube, culture shirt all day. Um, here's the thing. The Miami Heat, they've been on fire, you know, the past couple weeks. You know, That's last how you week, build a fucking team, by the way. Yes, That's how right. you build a team. Listen. They um, won by like 25 or 30 last night against the Hornets, too. Yeah. Drop 140 points on them boys. There was, a lot of, there was a scuffle, a kerfuffle. People being like, oh, Miami Heat, they had a little fight on the side. Udonis has him, J- and JB get into it, you know, I'm talking about Jimmy Butler. Why is this man call still up, on the team? Why is this man still on the listen, team? Listen, man, listen. Just you make know, him a coach. Culture is why. Save the spot. Why. Just make him a coach. Save, save the fucking so, player spot. 
Miami Heat, they bounced back. They had four really bad games because they played they played like the Nets, they played the Celtics, they played the Knicks. They lost four really bad games. Um, it seemed to bounce back. Um, I feel like going forward, uh, one of the things we probably have to manage is just like health, which is like getting guys rested enough to to go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the Heat been playing well, man. They had a, f- a fantastic season. They had a little bump in the road. It was a little bumpy, you know, coming back off this, off of All Star Weekend. But I feel like we're in a good position. We're in a good spot. Uh, Everybody's they're, they're relatively well. healthy. We made some changes. You know, we we sat down Duncan, Duncan Robinson. We put up Max Struess. Max Struess shooting lights out right now. So as far as Miami Heat going forward in the playoffs, I feel like we're in a good spot. As of right now, as uh, presently contended, I believe the Miami Heat should be able to play. The, I think they're set up to play the Nets because the Nets are still kind of in that play. And they're like in the 8-9 eight, eight, seed. Uh, I have to look it up again. Um, but Miami Heat, man, I, I feel like... This is a good year. This is a good year. It is tough because a lot of, you know, nobody's talking about the Bucks. Nobody's talking about the Nets. 76ers are like, man, they're off to the side somewhere. Um, but I feel as a first round, if we're, if, if we're as presently contended, if we play today, we would play the Nets. I feel like we're going to go to spot because the Nets have zero defense. Uh, um, there's a lot of talk of maybe, you know, the Nets playing possibly the Raptors because it would be weird. Uh, uh, just uh, of the the leveling because we kind of dropped for a little bit. We went to like four seed and we tied up. So Miami Heat, we're in a good spot. I feel like we're good. We're good for the first second round. It's gonna be we're gonna be solid. We're gonna be solid going forward. Um, I don't know how many Heat's games you were watching, JoJo. Um, but yeah, we we sh- we should be good going forward uh, towards the playoff. I feel good about all, it. All I gotta I say, don't care. Man, you don't want to see the Nets in the first round, bro. That's all I gotta say. Really. Wow. Wow. You don't want to see the wow. Nets in the first round. Wow. You well, listen, with the potential matchup of having KD and Kyrie on it, it just takes two, bro. Listen, I understand the defense. And Ben Simmons. I under he's he's ruled out for the rest of the season. But you, you don't listen, you don't want those problems. You don't want to go through that in the first round and go down a game or two early on and then now you're fighting back let's say they go ahead and get lucky and win a, a close game or two because they're a high-powered offense Kyrie could go off for 40 KD could go off for 40 who's gonna stop them if they're playing at their best this is worst case scenario if those two players are playing at their best there's nothing you can do man I will say yeah I mean I I agree with Jojo to an extent like yeah you you don't that that's probably the one team you don't want to play. They're probably the scariest eighth seed. Yeah, that's what I can I'm think like. of. In, I can think of in recent history. Because let's 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 be real. They're not a they're not a true eighth seed. They're not yeah. like if they were healthy, they had Kyrie all year. If they didn't have all the other drama with the James Harden stuff, if they were like together, which it seems like they're starting to be. Coming into this playoffs, Kyrie dropped forty the other they're, night. They're, they're not. Wait. They're not an. Eight, they're not an eighth seed team. They're. They're not an eighth seed team. So statistically, I think they're giving up. Uh, as far as points allowed, I think they're giving up like hundred twelve points a game on average. One hundred twelve. I get that. So they're not. They're not playing any goddamn defense. Yeah. You, you want to be scared by the offense? Okay, let's talk about offense. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, as well. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you still like it's worrisome because you have two of like one of the best players in the NBA right now on that team that you're going to be potentially matching up with very early into the playoffs. I just don't feel like you, you, 
you want to go against that. Like you just you don't you don't want to go against KD. KD's one of the greatest players in our generation. Like, do you really want yes, to go agree. against? Um, yes. but I do think Miami has way more depth. I think yeah. they're the better team, and I think Miami should overall, win it. Absolutely, Miami is the better team and, right now, and they're showing for it. The bench, the starting roles, everyone knows their role. The, the hustle, the heart. Miami well, always that 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 X factor factor yeah. playing against those two high, again any given night one of these guys can go for forty plus and, and, and here here's my thing too. like I think it's kind of cool to see like you're starting to see like if you try to because you know like pretty much like these past like ten to fifteen years there's been such this large influx of like big free agents moving people don't really stay with their teams anymore and all but like you're starting to see like you know, if you actually build and develop your own players, it really comes into fruition. And we're seeing it with Miami. We're seeing it with Phoenix. We're seeing it with the Jazz. You've seen it with the Bucks. Like, I think we're finally starting to come into this era where, I mean, we've seen it even um, with the Golden State. Like, all those guys are Golden State guys. Like, yeah. they're, they've been there their whole their whole um, time in the league. And we're starting to see, like, you know, and then you look at the Bucks. You look at the uh, Lakers and you look at the Nets and – they're a team that didn't do that. They put all their money and all their baskets to these free agents and it's not panning out. And I think that's how you build a team is like what these guys are doing. You build your players, you draft your players, you keep them, you develop them, and then you make free agents moves when it's necessary. Like the heat did this off season and it's coming. It's just working because you have that depth now, which is so important. And then you have your star players that you can rely on when you need them the most. And that's why like, I think it's you're going to see a Bucks a Bucks Heat matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals. The the Nets are scary, and I wouldn't be surprised if they can beat the Heat in the first round. Yeah, but um, the Heat should win. They're just they they have too much talent on that team. They have that the that the Nets just don't necessarily have outside of Kyrie and KD and the KD. Yo, Jojo, let me ask you a question. As far as like uh, you know your top team NBA team, do you want to see? There's a lot of contention of like, oh, you know, we know we know who the top competition is. It's, you know, the beginning of the year is like 76ers, the Bucks, the Nets. Um, how, how are you like, is that a team that like, uh, with me, with this team, I'm so confident in the heat. Like, I'm like, yo, give me whoever. I don't give a goddamn. It can be the Knicks. I don't, you know, it could be a start, you know, a lower team, the mid-tier Knicks? team, lower team. I don't team. think the Knicks are in the, the playoffs. Knicks, I mean, last year, they, they barely made the playoffs. Yeah. Like four or five seed. They played Atlanta. We I don't think they're in it this year. But, um. With me, I'm like, yo, give me the toughest team. I don't care. If we got to face the Bucks in the first round, I mean, I'm highly unlikely because that, it might set be. the tone, that's it, in that first Bro, round and just get by. Yeah. Give me give me the Bucks. Give me the top team in first round because, you know, as you get later in – usually as you get later into the stages, you have to win 16 games. And people get hurt. There's injuries, whatever. Um, and Miami, the Miami Heat actually suffered that, you know, obviously against the Lakers uh, in that bubble year. By the way, Lakers bubble frauds. Um <laughs> Bubble frog. So, like, uh, how, how do you feel, JoJo? How do you feel about, in general, like, yo, I know this team is tough. Do you want to face them in the first round? You want to face a, do you want to face a tough team in the first round, or do you want to, like, have an easy easy road? You want to you take the easy road, the little, you know, take a little right, so Wizard of Oz kind of easy. Statistically speaking, statistically speaking, if you're the one seed, you're always securing that because you're going to yeah. get the easiest route. Even in the NFL, advantage. You, advantage. you want the buy. You're getting the easiest easiest route to the championship eventually you'll play the best team there if, if they make it now that's not saying if someone else pulls an upset early on and now you're facing the weaker team hence march madness tournament 
You got UK going on in the first round. Now you got an easy win for UNC in in the in the Sweet 16 because UK lost instead of them versus UK. Now they got St. Peter's. You know what I'm saying? Obviously NBA is a lot different. I'm just trying to give that comparison there. Um, the thing is, playing the best team in the first round, uh, it's just always risk. It's always risky, right? Not back in the day. You're, you're the number one seed. You're playing a a team in the East that's under 500 in the first round, and that you, you're going for a sweep off rip. You, do you really want to go to a game seven with the Nets in the first round and see what it comes down to? But on the, on the flip side, that's also a chance for you, the team to prove himself and show like, all right, we belong as the one seed. You know what I mean? I will say this. I um, To Gabe's point, he's like, the Heat are the best team, I think, by far. In the in the East, like they should win it. They have the most depth or the most. And I don't think it matters, man. I, I just I don't think it matters who you face at the end of the day. If you don't win the, the, the Heat are their championship team, if they don't win the championship, it's a failed year. And I don't think however far you made it really matters. Like it's like if you lose in the first round versus if you lose in the Eastern Conference finals, it's still a fail. You still didn't win the championship because you're a team that's built to win now. So like those, you're just okay. You're just delaying when you get kicked out. Like yeah. I don't know. I, to me, it's like you, you can lose in the first round. You can lose in the sem- the divisional. You can lose in the the uh, the championship. It, it don't matter. You still lost. You still you still didn't reach that goal. At least in, when you're talking about the Heat's perspective yeah. of like they're in a team that should that's a that's a contender and they should uh their 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 only goal should be winning it all. Yeah, I, I I would disagree because when it, going into the season at the beginning of the year, going into the season, I I considered the the Miami Heat to be a mid tier team. It's four, five, six, kind of the bottom. You know, maybe not top three, but bottom mid tier. Because at any, if you look at any matchup, right? They say in the NBA, they say if you have the best player, you're probably gonna win, right? If you have LeBron, you're probably gonna be you're probably gonna win or whatever. So at any matchup, if you look at the rosters, if you're just doing paper, we're just looking at names. Miami Heat don't have the best player on the on 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 the court. Um, they they play well as a team, they, and they play both sides of the ball. Um, so going to this team, I feel like they were a mid tier team, and the fact that they're they've been number one for so long, they've been number one at the half, and then number one yeah. coming in you know into the end of the playoffs. Big deal. I feel like I feel like they overachieved a little bit. Maybe you know maybe they played above average of what I expected from this year, uh, and the I, fact. I don't. I was. I will say real quick. Like I don't. I don't think they overachieved. I think they. They are where they expected to be. Like you made moves to get better this offseason. Last year you ended on what the fourth seed, fifth seed, and you went no, and spent no. money. They were like the sixth or seventh, right? Because they I played the Bucks fifth the or fourth. Round. No, yeah. the Knicks yeah. were the fifth, and the um the Hawks were the four. They were the four five matchup. Well, yeah, we got regardless, by the Bucks. The I Bucks think. Were, I mean, yeah, got swept by the Bucks. And mind you, too, that was a down year for the Heat because that was the year prior there in the cha- the finals. So it was a little bit it's of a down year. Whatever. And yeah. you can you can say this team now is better than the team that went to the finals. They have even more pieces than the team that went to the finals. So, so I could say so, that. I could say that. So I think in my mind, well, if a worse team went to the finals, and this team is, some, I expect this team two years. Um, in the future, like they should still be contenders, and if not, even be stronger because they should have spent that off season and those years getting better, acquiring more talent, getting more players, and they did that. And to me, like this is, 
I expected this. Like you're a team that went to the finals just two years ago and you added players, like you should be in that conversation. That's a fact. And I that, think that's a good that, point where to leave it off here, Gabe, if you want to wrap yeah. it up. I mean, that, that's pretty much it, man. We want to end on NBA topic. Obviously, we're going – we have two more games. Uh, Miami Heat had to play two more games going into the playoffs. But we'll, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk more NBA. We're going to talk UFC. We're going to talk about MLB if there's news, NFL, all the sports here. Uh, JoJo, where, where the hell can we find Real Fans Podcast? Because I don't think people know where they can find Listen, Real listen, listen. Aside from Costco, Walmart, Walgreens, you know, aside from those places, Planet Fitness – you can find us on Instagram, Real Fans Podcast, YouTube, Real Fans Podcast, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter. We out here, guys. Let's get it. Apple Podcast. We appreciate Podcast. all the downloads. We Apple appreciate Podcast. all, you know, we, we see the numbers, man. We're watching the numbers. We appreciate y'all following us on Instagram, all that stuff. All the downloads on YouTube, we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week with more sports news, Real Fan Podcast. <laughs>